Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Said to be rooted in Tibetan Buddhist tradition, the concept of tulpas has traveled across cultures and time, capturing the imagination of spiritual practitioners, occultists, kids who don't want to take responsibility for breaking the window, and the general public alike. As entities created purely from thought and intention, tulpas challenge our understanding of reality, consciousness, gullibility, and the limits of human potential. Could they be a real thing, harnessed by the truly enlightened? Or just hearsay and legend, a common scapegoat or excuse when other excuses have been exhausted? Or are they a truly spiritual experience that has stood the test of time? We tackle the incorporeal this week on Hysteria 51. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to a winning episode of Hysteria 51. Yeah, no. The only way to win is not to play. This episode. Or this podcast. Ever. Calm down, Joshua. <laughs> Whopper, you are not. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension with connection in parts unknown Colorado, this is Hysteria 51. I'm David Flora. Hey, and he is a slightly less squeaky Brent Hand. Uh, thank you, Mr. Flora. And yes, my voice is coming back, but... We shall see how it sounds by the end. But that's enough about us, as it's already getting a little high there. Hey, how are you? Uh, uh, that's enough about us, and nothing about the robots is more than enough. Fuck you. <laughs> but we, hey, we are celebrating a winner, like David mentioned this week. That's right, Brent. Coming all the way from Gainesville, Florida, it's our contest winner and Tulpa's queen, Lauren. Lauren, welcome. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the menagerie, whatever you want to call it. Thank you so much for participating. Like David said before we started, doing your civic duties. <laughs> of course. Of course. No, I'm excited to uh, get a chance to be part of everything. Well, uh, that's excellent. And we're, we'll talk to you about Topos and Why a little bit later. But uh, how did you find Hysteria 51? When did you start listening kind of thing? Um. It's been years. I don't even know how I stumbled across it, honestly, but I started probably like two years after you guys had started the podcast and then just binge listened to the backlog while putzing around the house doing chores and stuff. And then it slowly just became my every week, listen to the new episode podcast. And now it's my my regular listen anymore. Well, that's number one, amazing. And number two, putzing is one of my favorite things to do in the world. So you you uh, you're, you got a, a soft spot in my heart for that. You know, it's not a, not always useful time spent, but you know, <laughs> no, I mean, any time spent putzing is useful in my world. Brent and I are top tier putzes. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. We all get along famously. Then, if it hadn't been for my bad hammy, I would have went pro. <laughs> yeah, if, I'd, if it hadn't that been for me. taking this arrow to the knee, I would have been pro. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, what's your favorite? I don't want to, you don't have to tell me your favorite episode, but what's your favorite? This is Tulpa's. Do you, is this like your kind of favorite topic or what's your favorite thing that we cover or um, any, yeah, anything in the world of the weird, I guess. Yeah. I love like, 
I have a soft spot for, you know, aliens, Bigfoots, all that. But my favorite episode is hands down the Flat Earth Roundtable, just because of the chaos <laughs> that it was. Um, so I live for a little bit of drama like that. So that was great. Jesus, even um, I feel bad for you. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> but nope, that was probably my favorite episode. But I definitely have just kind of a love for any of the the wacky, the paranormal, any of that. It's interesting you say that one because it's so many people say that and so many other people say, I can't listen to it. So it's a very, very stark difference between the two types. I, it's cringy to me listening to it for some reason, um, because I don't know if I believe that they're actually believing those things or if they're just putting on a, a ruse. I don't know. I want to think it's a ruse. But sadly, I don't think it is. <laughs> it feels very reality TV for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, when's it finally going to be like, no, sorry. You know, anyway, <laughs> it's it, it is. What Did you ever do a flat earth on blurry photos at all, David? Oh, I sure did. Brent. Yes. Um, <laughs> You're like, I kind of. Well, we didn't we didn't have a uh, round table. We didn't talk to any believers. Um, I kind of set up a straw man and went to town on him, though, mm. myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's something that's just too dumb for me to believe that people believe. But here we are. <laughs> Famous last it's words. Like the, the state of the world at this point. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Well, a little bit different this week. Um, but something. Well, at least we have a reason we can't see it because it's made up. We're talking tulpas. <laughs> What the hell are tulpas? They are delicious. I like al pastor with extra cilantro. Nice to know he could be insensitive in multiple cultures. <laughs> Whatever. More for me then. David, let's let's stop the uh, the the Mexican cuisine hour here. What are tulpas? Give us some 411 elevator pitch action. Sure. The word tulpa comes from the Tibetan term sprolpa. <laughs> Thanks, clears mud. <laughs> Which translates to emanation or manifestation. And manifestations are something we've talked a lot about on here, but these things are definitely unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, were originally conceived within Tibetan Buddhism as advanced spiritual practices, wherein a practitioner would create a thought form entity, typically a deity or uh, a bodhisattva, to serve as a meditation aid or guide on the path to enlightenment. Or if they were feeling horny. No! <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you know, you say no. <laughs> anyway. I just don't uh, want to hear his thoughts on, on uh, tulpas and horniness, but you know. I don't want to hear his thoughts, and more importantly, on, on topic here, I don't want to see his thoughts. On <laughs> but it sounds like you've got a uh, an opinion on that, so as you were, sir, go ahead. <laughs> the concept of tulpas gained prominence in the West in the early 20th century, largely due to the work of French explorer and spiritualist Alexandra David Nail. Uh, in her book, Magic and Mystery in Tibet, she described her personal experience in creating a tulpa and claimed that it eventually took on a life of its own, independent of her control. Kids, man, now, they always just want to leave you. You know, you spend all that time, and then they go out into the world. Or tulpas, whatever. Usually people think that's a good thing. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> How'd she do she, this, though? Like, what? how do well, you, you ohm, ohm this into ex- in existence or whatever? I'm going to tell you here. Uh, she said that through intense focus and meditation, she was able to quote unquote manifest a jolly monk out of my own mind. Mm. So thinking of jolly monks, uh, Brent, in your. She said it was similar to Friar Tuck, right? That was how it was always described. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I love. And I wonder which version. I'm guessing the, uh, the one from. Prince of Thieves, right? It has to be that one. Yeah, not not uh, not anything to do with Mel Brooks or anything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's also a moil. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brent, I want you in your best French explorer spiritualist voice to tell us what she wrote here. Okay, um, now it's a female, so give me a second here. Yes. Oh, ho, ho. Uh, once a tulpa is endowed with enough vitality, 
baguette. Uh, to be capable of playing the part of a real being, it tends to free itself from its maker's control. Uh, oh. Wee wee. <laughs> Excellent. You're I feel welcome. Like I was with her. <laughs> Didn't you just feel? It was almost like you're at the oh, you know, looking at art. <laughs> uh, so this this account fueled the Western fascination with tulpas, leading to their incorporation into various occult and esoteric traditions. Don't you just hate when you create something and it takes on a mind of its own? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Well, that's that's a rabbit hole we don't need to go down. <laughs> no shit. Uh, we probably need a palate cleanser here from from that. Lauren, what was it about tulpas that caught your attention or made you you know suggest that? Yeah, so it's kind of a a little bit of a roundabout story. But back when I was younger and I would stay home sick from school, did you guys ever watch Montel Williams? Like oh the, yeah, the talk show. Sure. Yeah. So he used to have this psychic Sylvia Brown on. Who yes, I remember very Sylvia. Discredited. <laughs> but she uh, wrote a book and that was kind of what got me into a lot of this. And it was something about secrets of, of the world or something, but Tulpas was in there. And that was something that was always just so interesting to me that you could just create something out of nothing. And then, you know, over the years, people have said maybe Bigfoot or things like that have become Tulpas. And it's just such an interesting link i feel like between things a missing link if you will right mm -hmm. didn't she like end up saying someone was dead and they ended up being found was that her or was it someone else i think else? a couple times that yeah happened. right <laughs> there was some money fraud conviction stuff i i don't know that it it was a great a great history for her but that's what got me started anyway well right and it, i really like that idea of Bigfoot could be a tulpa because they've talked about maybe like interdimensional beings. Um, even on our Discord this week, someone was talking about like, what if there's cryptid ghosts, <laughs> you know? And like, what if they're, that's why they're so intangible as Bigfoot are ghosts or they're haunting or something like that. I'm like, well, then what about the footprints? They're all fake, you know? So <laughs> I don't know. But that's a really interesting thought process of, you know, what if. Literally. These things were, you know, wished into existence and then took on the mind of their own and they're out there stomping around and that's why we can't get them. Oh. Yeah. And are they, do you guys consider them to have physical form or are they kind of an ethereal ghost-like thing that just has a mind of its own? Well, I, I think it depends on who you talk to because I was looking at these and we'll, we'll talk about these uh, tulpamancers and you know some of them it's like a imaginary friend and some of them feel like they've they've they say that they can create tangible things depending on who you talk to so it might be a potpourri I think that initial one that that friar tuck one was seen by other people if i remember mm -hmm. right yeah it was like it had it was its own own being its own entity yeah kind of crazy uh, I don't know. let's go to break real quick when we come back, hopefully less Seabot and a little more ghostly Bigfoot Tulpa talk. <laughs> That's up next on Montel Williams. <laughs> Welcome to Tulpa Talk. <laughs> Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it 
with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to him, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Let's talk, well, maybe less me because that's already squeaking. Uh, David, (laughs) let's talk a more contemporary uh, culture and tulpas. Tell us about how they're fitting in a little less in the way back when and more of uh, more more contemporary. The way back now. Yeah. Uh, In recent years, tulpas have experienced a resurgence in popularity. Particularly within online communities. Your big surprise, right? There, no matter right. what you're into, there is a subreddit for it. Probably like <laughs> Bigfoot, uh, you know, Tulpa has a subreddit. I would uh, assume so. If not, there's going to be. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> this is, yeah. I don't know how much sex is involved with these, but this could be maybe a rule for right? five. Well, Lauren, are you on like Reddit or 4chan or any of those? No, just when I like Google something and end up there for an answer for something. And then you're like, especially on 4chan. I have a hard time following 4chan. It's so, it's put together so weird. You know, it's, it's, I don't love, it's hard to, to follow a thread on there for me, but you know, whatever. That's probably. I don't even know how to do it on Reddit. To be honest. I can't even figure that out. (laughs) I have to assume that, uh, the emergence of podcasting and, uh, weirdos like us, have have contributed to this uh, resurgence in popularity as mm-hmm. well. I'm sure. But, I, I'm um, sure. You know the. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say every time that we do a, a topic, I'll go and you know you start looking and just googling it. So many other shows stuff comes up. Episode blah blah blah. You know these. Yeah. I'm like wow. <laughs> There's nothing that someone hasn't touched on already. Yeah. Sure. 
um, which is kind of ironic for tulpas. Mm-hmm. So these <laughs> communities, uh, commonly referred to as tulpamancers, mm-hmm. you know, which I think Brent can get behind because yeah. anything that ends in mancer. That's, I give it a pass. I just like that. Like, what are you? I'm a, uh, I'm a sandwich mancer. I, I conjure them up and then destroy them. <laughs> like, whatever. I just like that. I like necromancer, like tulpamancer. I just like that ending. Yeah. A, a, and a tulpamancer, like that's not the name of the community that, that would be a, a person who creates tulpas, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, the, these cats approach tulpas as companions or alter egos, often with distinct personalities, appearances, and even memories separate from the host. It sounds like they're haunted almost, you know, except for it's not a, um, you know, you're wrong if you think that because uh, they're <laughs> saying, no, I'm not haunted. These things I made up. They, they They invest significant time and effort in the development of their tulpa. Uh-huh. Employing techniques like visualization, narration, meditation to strengthen and refine their creation. Cetacean transformation. Yeah. yeah. In other Asians uh, and Chuns. <laughs> Mancers and Asians. Can't get enough. Um, what do you guys think? What What's the excuse here? If you just create something for the first time ever, how does it have memories? That's where it loses me, too, is I don't know how you can have different memories at that point (laughs) right yeah how is something that you created then telling you a story about something they did that you didn't automatically think of or tell them so i've got 30 fresh memories one for each second of my existence right like (laughs) is there like just the universe has this to pull from you know like where is to pull (laughs) to pull (laughs) to to pull maybe we're saying it wrong (laughs) you just cracked it (laughs) damn you're right i don't know like it that really doesn't make any sense to me you're right i never thought about that either like where does this who makes these rules let's say (laughs) let's say i die today and i want i get picked to go haunt why do i gotta be like why or i miss somewhere i can't i be like hey what's up you know like where you know and do you have, is that a job? Do you have jobs in the afterlife? Or maybe some of them have to pretend to be Tulpa? I don't know, man. Did you guys ever watch Dead Like Me? Yes. Mm-mm. I love that show. Yeah. Um, a girl dies and then she becomes an, a, a uh, Grim Reaper. Reaper. Yeah. Yeah. But there's this whole hierarchy and uh, rules to follow and all this stuff. It's pretty And funny. they're like, they got like, they have to meet with their boss. <laughs> right back into corporate world exactly (laughs) exactly oh my gosh no you gotta be shitting me nine nine to five (laughs) in the afterlife yeah (laughs) it's good well i'll tell you there's a there's an important distinction between um i guess that and and this ghosts and this uh, in particular Mm -hmm. uh some tulpamancers view their tulpas as spiritual entities but does that mean they're manifesting a spirit that was already there or they're manifesting something on their own, I guess right. is my big issue. I know. I mean, I'm, some I'm asking, people think of them as psychological constructs or coping mechanisms for various life challenges. But, uh, you could also uh, say that it is, what was, what was that? The name of that one critter from the, um, spiritual enlightenment lady. That was Oh, to uh, the one that's supposed to talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't know because I he never know. answers. Eric, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> Ashtar. I told you to keep your chakras open, but you keep just denying it. So I blame you. It takes too much energy. I'm too lazy to keep a chakra open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. In this economy, um, you, just, you spend all your time piddling around so you, you don't have time. Putson, you fool. Putson. Putson. <laughs> Man, I, I always get in trouble. Are you putson? No, I'm piddling. Well, I told you to putz. <laughs> always putt. <laughs> Why piddle when you can putt? ABP a- always be puttsing. Come on. <laughs> what do you guys think? What it, it, do you? Where do you lean on the uh, what they are scale? Is it more psychological constructs? Is it more ghostly? What do you think? It's hard too, because then I wonder: are they tied to a person or a place, or if they're their mm. own being? Are they not tied to anything? Because then it wouldn't be so ghosty to me it would be more independent and entity i guess i would say 
Yeah, I think the idea of a ghost, as soon as you say it's like a spiritual a spiritual entity, I guess, if you create it and it's supposed to be a ghost, well, then, then there it is. But otherwise, <laughs> if it's not, then did you really create it? So, I, you know, that's where I'm like splitting hairs on this. Like, what's the, you know, did you really what create it if it was already there? Yeah. How does huh. this? How do the rules for this work? Right, <laughs> I'm so in the weeds with tulpas. Um, how much is the handbook? <laughs> yeah, right. that's what you need to look for. <laughs> I don't know because, and then, like you said, like psychological manifestations or constructs. Well, that can be if it's only in your mind. Well, then it's as real as whatever that is to you. But it's a it could be a hallucination was, or yeah, a coping mechanism. The hallucination then, and where is that distinction? Mm-hmm. And what's the cause? Know. That would have to have some kind of basis. Right. Whether, like, you know, the easy the easy path there is drugs, but a lot of people don't do that. And I don't know, man. You got to quit uh, piddle farting and putzing and go out and get those drugs. And <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like farting? a lot of work. Sounds like you're high on piddle farting. <laughs> well, I'm out of well, drugs. So... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what side of that aisle you're on. The internet has provided a platform for tulpamancers to share experiences, techniques, and advice on creating and maintaining tulpas, and it has fostered the growth of a supportive and diverse subculture. I I love that no matter what you're into, there's someone out there for you, you know, kind of full stop on that. Also, I have a site where I sell tulpa feed pics. For just thirty nine ninety five a month, you yeah, can't. dude, no, shut up. Just that's you bitch when I don't feet. contribute money. Ugh. Now you bitch about how I make the money. Pick a lane. <laughs> Jesus, uh, David. Uh, number one, I kind of want to sign up for that now. I'm not gonna lie to you, but number two, only thoughts. <laughs> only. <laughs> how do you spell that? Um, give us some explanations, if you will, for Topless. like. That is pretend they're not real for just a minute because we all know they're real. You know, we're just pretending. How dare you? We're, we're pretending like we don't understand it because we're all t- advanced tulpamanthers of the nth degree. <laughs> That's why we know how to say tulpamancer. <laughs> <laughs> what else is out there, sir? Uh, sure. Um, well, let's see. Not telling any tales of school here, but uh, the nature and existence of tulpas, I mean, as we have said, it remains hotly debated. So <laughs> we have several... <laughs> Uh, explanations out there to rationalize their existence. Number one, psychological constructs. That one's interesting uh, we, to me. I think, you know, go ahead. Sorry, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it is. We we just mentioned it, but critics of the tulpa phenomenon often argue that tulpas are nothing more than elaborate imaginary friends or personified aspects of the creator's subconscious mind. A little thought avatar, I guess. This uh, explanation posits that tulpas are the result of the brain's capacity to create and project complex mental constructs, often to fulfill emotional or psychological needs. Mm -hmm. Now, Carl Jung once described a sort of internal dialogue uh, for himself that he experienced with a figure called Philemon. He called him Philemon. Uh, saying, quote, Philemon and other figures of my fantasies brought home to me the crucial insight that there are things in the psyche which I do not produce, but which produce themselves and have their own life. Philemon represented a force which was not myself. In my fantasies, I held conversations with him, and he said things which I had not consciously thought, for I observed clearly that it was he who spoke, not I, end quote. That's interesting, but... Just because you hadn't consciously thought it doesn't mean your subconscious isn't filling in the blanks to me, but he was a psychiatrist. So I guess he already knew that, but <laughs> I don't know. That feels like a, a, cop it, it's out a, a kind of a bit. weak, yeah. weak argument. Yeah. yeah. Could be. Psychologists have argued whether or not he was describing voice hearing, which is, you know, a phenomenon, mm. uh, multiple personality, or just his imagination. But imagination. many proponents of <laughs> tulpamancy have used this as an example of a tulpa. I don't know if he would consider it that, but it was it's something that he thinks is separate from him. Did you guys have imaginary friends as kids? No. I never did. I didn't either. I wanted to, but <laughs> never happened. <laughs> I mean, I had like stuffed animals that, you know, I 
spoke for and yeah, that's like, like playing yeah, just like that like gi joe i'm like oh, oh, oh yeah. you, know, you 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 act out battles and toys and and things like that but i didn't have like make sure you set a you know, play at the table for Stabby, my buddy. My buddy. Right. Yeah, and my parents are like, we need to go to a doctor. But I think that's like, what's the difference between an imaginary friend and a tulpa? It, it depends. And some, but then again, I think a lot of kids have imaginary friends. You find out because that is fulfilling something that's lacking in their life, whether it is friendship or it's social, help, right? Contact. Helping them get over an emotional scar or a trauma. Or just something, somebody to play with. Some, right. You know. you know, because they don't have friends, you know? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, so, well, yeah. something interesting that I found in uh, Psychology Today, you know, the, the light breakfast reading, I, I assume <laughs> everyone does. I celebrate the uh, entire back catalog myself. I know Lauren <laughs> does as well. <laughs> well, clearly. A whole wall dedicated to... Not a day that of- goes by that... that <laughs> I don't send a quote from psychology today to David and he's like, he's like, you beat me yep. to it. <laughs> All my Instagram picture captions come from there. Right. And I just, every time he posts it, I just put indubitably. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag daily Tulpa. Um, so uh, this article I was reading, um, it had a couple of studies from 2015, 2017 and these were saying there was an apparent correlation in non-psychotic mental illnesses. So it um, specifically listed anxiety disorders, uh, autistic spectrum, and ADHD seem to be overrepresented oh, wow. among self-proclaimed tulpamancers. Uh, but it also seems that these supposed tulpas have a positive effect on the mental health of these individuals. Well, that's interesting because I, like I was just saying, like with imaginary friends, a lot of times it's filling in a, uh, something that's missing. So yeah. it's, that, it's, that's a population that I work with in, in healthcare. And it's, I mean, social skills are something that's so challenging for a lot of those kids. Mm-hmm. That actually makes a lot of sense to me from a uh, filling in a gap standpoint. Interesting. People that are on, uh, you know, different parts of the spectrum have, Problems a lot of times communicating with people, but they can communicate with animals and things. Yeah, maybe yeah. <clears throat> these topas or these uh, f- imaginary friends, whatever you want to call them, are their outlet. Also, you know the uh-huh. same difference of uh, a, a more controlled mm-hmm. situation. Or yeah, which, for them. It's like which practice, would be yeah. more comfortable for them, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I you know it it makes sense or it's all real and you know we we just they're they're in tune with something that we don't understand yeah. <laughs> which it's is always that also terrifying <laughs> which brings us to the next one spiritual entities david <laughs> yeah you believers know? in the spiritual nature of tulpas maintain that these thought forms are genuine non-physical entities well that answers my earlier question mm-hmm. uh created through focused intention and energy this explanation is rooted in various esoteric traditions and suggests that tulpas are a testament to the power of the human mind and its ability to manifest reality. So that's an interesting, but it also goes back to, I forget who asked earlier, but if you're creating something, how does it have its own memories and life experiences <laughs> and things like that? Where does that draw from? Um, the demon realm? Maybe, but then again, the but... That then isn't really a tulpa, right? Because then that's stemming from something go. else. Uh, that's you're you're manifesting something, and they are filling in the blanks for it uh, as a way to you know, insert whatever demonic uh, passion they have. I, I don't it's know. It's a shell, yeah. Right. Uh, I, I, I'm so in the weeds. I keep saying that, but I'm with this whole like, where does that background come from? Unless you know. And just for me, it's where's that distinction between hallucination then or thought versus not mm-hmm. like that's yeah. where I get stuck too. Well, yeah. and it's also maybe they're just blank slates that are really good at improv and <laughs> they just they just like ah you know <laughs> give me a place uh, uh, Leningrad ah I was born there and blah 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 yes, blah yes and you know. right yes yes and exactly. You know, I I heard a story once of um, someone who was, this is more contemporary. This was, you know, 
probably in the last decade or two, but I think is where this came from. But someone was saying, oh, I knew someone who manifested uh, the thought form of a wolf in her bedroom. And it was more like stemming from some kind of spirit guardian um, root than anything. And then, you know, the the wolf, she didn't have control of it or something and and it went to attack her and she like quickly dismissed it with her mind or something like it was it was a weird thing where that's they some were harry potter bullshit was, where they what was that when they made their own patronum uh, yeah it's yeah more like a patrononum yeah i'm a patronomancer so that's why i couldn't think of that word <laughs> <laughs> but that goes back to um like where what is this rooted in really? Is it, are these things supposed to be protectors? Are they, their guides in some of this, uh, Tibetan Buddhist, uh, lore, right? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to help on the path to enlightenment. Oh, um, but therein lies the rub because you're creating whatever you're creating. If you create something that's malevolent, it's malevolent. If it's benevolent, it's benevolent, right? Well, on the first, hope. The first Friar Tuck one got sinister, and she had to. Mm-hmm. I, because I you're know, creating something it. that has its Somehow. own, its own whatever. So yeah. it can go either way. And when you're creating a wolf, if you're actually creating a real wolf, um, then it's going to behave like a wolf, not like a you know a puppy. So that makes sense that it didn't. She didn't create it, and it's like, hey. You want to play some Nintendo, you know, or whatever it was, because in her psyche, well, Friar issues. Tuck, Friar Tuck got into her hentai. It sounds like, yeah, <laughs> just went crazy with it. <laughs> and then he had tentacles out of his arm sleeves. Like. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then this is kind of getting into the next part: um, neurological phenomenon, right? Yeah, some researchers propose that tulpas may be the result of specific neurological processes, such as an advanced form of self-induced hallucination, Lauren, or the activation of neural networks associated with separate identities. This explanation seeks to bridge the gap between the spiritual and psychological perspectives, grounding tulpas in the realm of brain function. So it's just like you're like clicking on this thing where you have an imaginary friend. That's kind of what they're saying, right? Is that I mean, is that, it's headed towards personality, so right. multiple personality disorder, you, or maybe even schizophrenia, right? Yeah, it's like you have another personality living in, inside of you that has their own. But then again, think about that. I, we're saying where does these backgrounds come from? When people have split personalities, they a lot of times have their own. You know, I'm a I'm a little girl from insert wherever, and they have their own background. Where does that come from? Now I know it's your subconscious. But, uh, well, then I just answer that. It's because it's in your own brain. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Lauren, do you have any, uh, any thoughts on that one? Since you, you this is in your wheelhouse a little bit here. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't do a lot of like mental health stuff. So when it comes to all that, neither do we <laughs> very much out of my, my realm of anything, but, uh, it, I don't know. I feel like if you go the route of, it's not a physical thing this is what i lead more towards is where's the distinction this way mm-hmm. versus if it's something physical then obviously this set of hallucinations and stuff might not be the right right root cause of things i don't know it's yeah. so i feel like there's just so many options of what it could be and what it could look like that it's hard to even pinpoint it, a starting point yeah um, well, it seems like a lot of them, of of the of the options there, could be at least under the uh, umbrella of psychology. Whether it be, you know, something um, psychological that you manifest or something that you can't help, maybe through mm-hmm. a, an illness like schizophrenia or multiple personality disorder, uh, dissociative identity disorder too, for that matter. Um, Brent, do you think? Or, or well, I'll I'll ask this of both of you because I'm I'm not clear on it. Maybe one of you guys are, but when you have something like schizophrenia or multiple personalities, things like that, um, are these are the hallucinations? Uh, can they show up as not only auditory but physical hallucinations? You see things as well. 
I think visual hallucinations are, are part of some mental health diagnoses for sure. Um, I mean, I've, I've always heard of that. So I just assume that's, you know, it would be both, you know, people are seeing things, they feel, mm-hmm. they feel things, they see yeah, things. So it's yeah. not just auditory, you know, they, they feel like they're, they're being, you know, uh, spiders under their skin and things like mm-hmm. the, the creepy crawly stuff, you know, is, is one that uh, comes through a lot with, with some, you know, and I've heard of people seeing things or, you know, hallucinating, you know, so I would assume, I would assume so, you know, but yeah, the brain is a powerful thing, man. You know, the, 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 you have a delicate balance of all the insert, all the, you know, serotonins and this tonins <laughs> and that's, and this and the other, and one little thing out of whack. And all of a sudden you're surfing through the cosmos on a cat, you know, and, uh, <laughs> with your best friend Beelzebub. So, uh, and that's a crazy thing that we've <laughs> most of the time we have that in order. And then sometimes, you know, we have tulpas. So who knows? <laughs> that's what you get from a, a vat of slop water and electricity <laughs> which is cool because i used to play uh, bass for slop water in college so nice uh, bring back memories <laughs> heard you guys open for tub ring one time <laughs> <laughs> there is a band called tub ring i think actually. nice i see i have seen them live that's awesome <laughs> i, I once uh doing. saw a band called human beans b-e-a-n-s so that's fun. Uh, the, not, the last one on the list here, which we, we've, we've kind of talked about a little bit, they're ghosts, demons, insert, you know, you're, you're oh, wait you're, a minute. Are they ghosts or are they demons? Come well, on. they're paranormal and they're latching on to this. Now the question gotcha. is, are they manifested? You know, are they a ghost? Cause you manifest it or is it a ghost because it was a ghost and uh, or a demon more likely. And it, it knew you were wanting these things. So it's, it's giving you what you want so it can get what it wants. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, I feel like this is, this is the worst explanation because I think it brings up more questions than it answers. Right. Right. Because it's just a, it's a, it's a catch all. Ah, it's just Links ghosts. It to another, another right. different thing that you can get in the weeds about. And that'll right. lead to you another clue. That and that'll too. lead to another clue. Yeah. You know, next thing and you know, they you're tell Nicholas Cage. Friend, and they tell one friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know. It does seem, it does seem uh, lazy. Is that the right way to say it? You know, or, but uh, yeah. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Uh, let's go to break again one more time. When we come back, let's talk tulpas and pop culture. And if my favorite comic book character could be a Tulpamancer, uh uh-oh, that's coming up next on Hysteria 51. Nation, we want pictures of your dogs. That's just a personal request from me, but while you look for a good one, let me tell you about something near and dear to mine, Brent's hearts, your dog's health. You may have noticed lots of dogs suffering from health issues these days. Joints, odors, it's not good. Actress Katherine Heigl noticed these issues too, and after a ton of research, there was one place she found we can look to support any dog's health. Their food. So she created Superfood Complete, food for your four-legged friend that's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet, including several superfoods vital to your dog's health. Her company, Badlands Ranch, also supports the Jason Debus Heigl Foundation, which has helped rescue thousands of dogs and place them in loving homes. Now, I know Brent has used Superfood Complete with his lovable meatballs, and they absolutely love it. He said it's easy to prepare, both his guys grow crazy for it, and he loves knowing what he's giving them is healthy and full of ingredients that are actually beneficial to his little rapscallions. You can try it for yourself by going to BadlandsRanch.com slash hysteria and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-Ranch.com slash hysteria today. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Aging Dr. Zeitgeist. Dr. Zeitgeist. Yeah, Dr. Zeitgeist, yeah. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Topos have made their way into pop culture. Top um, culture, baby. I know I've been uh, relying on you a lot this episode, but if you will, so that I don't have to talk as much. Uh, we're talking movies, television shows, books, and video games. What are some of examples that people might have been uh, exp- uh, you know, exposed to or familiar with? Sure. I mean, there's a bunch in old pop culture. Uh, Twin Peaks is one of them. Never heard of series. it. <laughs> in this masterpiece created by David Lynch and Mark Frost, tulpas play a significant role in the overarching plot. Characters such as Dougie Jones are presented as tulpas, and the concept is used to explore themes of identity, duality, and the nature of reality. Did you guys watch Twin Peaks at all? I started it. I don't think I ever finished it. I don't think I have ever seen a full episode. Really? So I, yeah. I watched it when I was young and it came out the first time. And then I, I started to watch it again a couple of years ago. And I kind of just got, I think my, me- I, I like it a lot, but my memory was better than it was to me. You know what I'm trying to say? But it was, yeah. it was a lot of fun and it's very interesting. And it did, Float around with a lot of these weird ideas and things like that. Plus, I love that when they were trying to sh- they were trying to show the killer from like the, the camera's point of view as a killer, and the guy running the camera, they didn't realize until they released the episode that his reflection was often a mirror, and people caught that. So then they just made that dude the killer, <laughs> the camera operator. <laughs> like That's what a crazy. Great. Anyway, yeah. So um, I think Twin Peaks started some of that weirdness in X Files, kind of. Mm-hmm. gained some of that momentum mm-hmm. when it started, you know, and then now here we are. But, right, uh, right. Uh, Twin Peaks was in, I think it started in 1990, X-Files 93, and then you had, you know, all those other uh, shows in the 90s that were just gold. Um, but anyways, <laughs> speaking of mm-hmm. uh, that, X-Files 1993, <laughs> the... Uh, the season three episode of X-Files titled Arcadia features a tulpa-like creature mm-hmm. called the Ubermincher. <laughs> um, it's a living thought form created by the collective will of a neighborhood to maintain order and conformity. It's a fucking HOA monster. <laughs> <laughs> you back the payment. <laughs> <laughs> This needs tr- your shrubs need trimmed. You know, stab, stab, Take stab, those stab. flamingos out of your yard. <laughs> These shadows are not <laughs> a baby blue. They're <laughs> North Carolina blue. You know? <laughs> They're speckled at Robin's egg. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just this. Also, this is an interesting thing because it's not just one person, but it's an entire will of a community. Yeah. This feels like you know, almost like. Now, this is a thing, but almost like, you know, they say like poltergeists are like these teenage girls going through puberty and stuff that cause these things. Um, this is like the entire will of a community almost like, you know, breathed it into to reality. I it's I think when you said it like Tulpa like, but I don't know that it's exactly a Tulpa in my mind. I don't know. Uh-huh. This this is um more <laughs> This is a step up from one person manifesting something to me. Right. Uh, right. Because if you have a bunch of this 
everybody focusing and, and you hear some of these stories of tulpas are about communities or several groups, you know, of people who come together to make something manifest through their thoughts. If they're all thinking about the exact same thing and thinking intensely and all this stuff, you know, it's, it's kind of like captain planeting something into existence. <laughs> He's our hero. Going to take pollution down to zero or else. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mostly I'm impressed they could get everybody to agree on something. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Like, yeah. That seems like that would be the hardest part of it all. <laughs> Ubermenscher, it sounds like it was like a uh, a, a German community. Um, so I don't know. No, that's wrong. That's they're terrible. all they're <laughs> all uh, nihilists. <laughs> they don't believe in anything. <laughs> the uh, students of of Nietzsche, they all have uh, giant mustaches, and <laughs> that helps amplify the thoughts. It sounds like. Yeah. Uber, That's still in chakra there. Yeah, the, the Uber <laughs> just goes around saying, Noam Chomsky's a known Chomsky and killing people and yeah, just <laughs> taking his will out on everyone. All right, what's next, did you, sir? Where did, did you have that just queued up ready it's to go? A thing I heard. It's, from a, it's literally from a G.I. Joe cartoon from years ago. God, what? You know when they redid the uh the uh the endings? Or no. the, you remember they redid the uh, oh now the you know. uh, oh okay yeah and he's like he they said were... something he's like Noam Chomsky's a known Chomsky and for whatever reason <laughs> about seven times a day I say that to myself just randomly it's one of those things that just burrowed in my ears they they created a tulpa in your mind they there, sure did like. and it's a form of roadblock that dude who always spoken in uh, rhymes <laughs> yeah. yeah uh the Sphinx yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Anyways, okay. Um, there's also Supernatural, the TV series, season one, episode Hell House, features a tulpa created by the collective belief of internet users, boom, who unwittingly bring a fictional ghost to life. Oh no, they're just confusing things now. The tulpa <laughs> becomes a dangerous and powerful entity driven by the fears and expectations of the people who created it. This one's just like, what's everything that we've talked about? That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bunch of people, the internet, a uh, ghost. Is it a ghost? Oh, it feeds on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I got, <laughs> yeah. And again, you got all these, these all. people. Well, yeah. you're right. It is catch on. Man, if anyone's, uh, you, you said it's hard to find like-minded, but a lot of times you can, especially on things like subreddit where you drill down and drill down and drill down until you find people that are like, man, I just fucking, you know, <laughs> insert whatever and they all think the same way you know look at a topical right now this kid who just released all those uh papers on oh, uh, yeah. you know he had a discord and there's like 20 people in there and they were all racists who loved guns and hated like authority and shit you know and they all they found each other like, between 20 and 30 people you know, they, they like to uh, spread racist memes and shoot guns and go to jail, I guess. That's <laughs> what they really like doing. Nice. There's always a group for you, no matter what it is. So true. Um, then we got um, the classic, now classic Slenderman. Yeah. Uh, that's the popular internet urban legend that originated on the something awful forums in 2009, where mm-hmm. there's 20 to 30 people who thought alike. <laughs> uh, some have argued that the slender man could be considered a tulpa brought into the existence through the collective imagination and belief of countless internet users, countless. I just said there's 20 of them <laughs> who created stories, images, and videos featuring the character. What I find so interesting about that one though, is it's relatively vague like he doesn't have a face he's tall mm-hmm. yeah and wears a black suit like it's that one seems easier to me to create from a lot of people because there's so much less detail it's a good point yeah well there were killings because of the slender man as well oh yeah those girls uh killed it was another girl right another their friend i think or sister yeah, yeah. or something um there's a documentary or stabbings yeah um I'm looking at him now. Lured their friend in a forest and stabbed her 19 times in an attempt to appease the fictional character Slenderman. Wow. That's. <clears throat> Once again, we're talking about mental illness and 
you know, how it could affect or be into these. And I think this one kind of goes in, you know, at least that, that aspect of it uh, ties in heavily. Absolutely. Yeah. This is, um, this a, is why, like, a happy, if there fun is a, topic. <laughs> a, if, if, if there is something you could point to as this is concrete example of a tulpa, this, it's not the way that a tulpa is really described or is an actual tulpa, but this has been brought into existence and is now a thing mm-hmm. because, you know, it was a creative thing that, uh, it, almost like, um, someone killing in the name of Superman or something, you know, like, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a character that was created. It was kind of brought to life. Superman or even like, like Freddy Krueger was created by someone, you know, the, the writers created that or Wes Craven, whoever created them, created it. This was a group, you know, you can probably say the first person said something, but it was really breathed to life by an entire group of people, not just one person or a movie or a TV show, which is in its way a little bit more, uh, Shocking or surprising or even, I mean, cool as long as you don't look at the the horrible aspects of it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, you've got a book called The Tulpa Effect. It's a novel by Dexter Morgenstern, and it revolves around the concept of tulpas and the implications of thought forms taking on lives of their own, just like Slenderman. I haven't read it, and uh, I'm sure it's great, but I, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't read it, I'm sure. I'm going to go on a limb and say neither of you two, right? Nope. <laughs> right. But I, I, I like the thought of the implications of thought forms taking on lives of their own. Um, so yeah. I didn't have time. I, I wish I would have, though, because that's kind of what we've been talking about here. Like, what are the implications if, and what are the rules? The one I, I brought this up with David a few days ago, maybe last week or something, because it was just like a, a quick like thing I was thinking about creating things. I'm a big Green Lantern fan. Now, Green Lantern has a ring and they make hard light constructs by willpower or fear or whatever, you know, depending on on what color it is. But um, is that a tulpa? You know, now let's say you make a, a rock and you throw it at someone or a big punching glove, but they can also make creatures and things like that. Um, in fact, the, the orange lantern, uh, creates anyone he's killed. He creates them as, as, uh, you know, a, a, cre- a creation. Could that be like a modern look at like uh, tulpas or, or is that just uh, oversimplified or, uh, you know, it's way more simple than that. It's just a, it's a construct and it's done. I don't know. I was just thinking oh, yeah. and pondering that a little bit. What, what happens after the creation then? They, Does he still they, control them? Yeah, he can, they can control it. Um, you know, or, you know, if it's a car and he creates it for someone, someone can go and drive the car, you know, or um, a, uh-huh. a ship or something like that. Um, so um, do do the let's say non inanimate objects, you know, the like the one you were talking about, the orange one with the beings or mm-hmm. the people he's do they have uh, a will of their own? And I mean, can they, they're under the control of the, the, the creator, meaning he can make them come and go, but he could send it off into space. And it could go do its own thing. Are they did has any of them ever broken free? And I only say that I and I brought up the orange one because he has one that's always with him. It's almost like a pet. You know what I mean? It's all always uh-huh. there. But no, I don't know of any that's like there's not like a uh, hard like construct that's holding down a nine to five. <laughs> you know, uh, somewhere in the gamma quadrant or something like that. You know, so I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I would say well, and they also have to have energy. It's not the thought. Per se, uh, it's thought willpower that brings them in. I don't know. It was just an interesting kind of uh, example of similar but different, kind of like some of the things we've already talked about, similar but different, I think. I don't know. Tulpa like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tulpa adjacent. Adjacent, yes. (laughs) These were just a few of the, I mean, there's kind of like examples of pop culture in pop culture that showcase the ways which Tulpa's uh, have been there to, to explore, you know, themes, beliefs, the power of the human mind, which some we kind of touched on a lot and, and the blurred lines between reality and imagination. And unfortunately, some people don't know the difference or sadly for feet pics for dumb robots. If that's what you're <laughs> into, what are your over under? Are these real? Have they been, or are these just figments of people's imagination? I think a true Tulpa is its own being. So for me, the the ones in the mind and stuff, those don't really count as tulpas to me. But 
I don't know. It's interesting to think of things, Bigfoots and stuff that we have a hard time proving are out there, whether or not, you know, whatever your feelings are on that. But that it's an interesting thought to me that maybe that's kind of been conjured up and is now its own own thing. But it's it's an interesting historical precedent for some of these things for sure. So I don't know. I think to be a true tulpa though, it's gotta be something physical in right. my head. Yeah. Mm. The, an interesting thing you just said there is speaking on the Bigfoot idea. So many people go out in the the woods, they never see anything. So many people go out looking for Bigfoot and find Bigfoot in one way or another. Are they manifesting that themselves, even though they don't realize it? Um, Is that some subconscious thing, which would still be a tulpa, I believe. Um, But maybe it's not as in control because they didn't do the meditations and the ohms and the ahs and and things. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. That's That's an interesting, you know, people say, you know, you manifest your own destiny. Maybe this is a part of that, you know, did I, did I cause this to be insert whatever that happens to be? Yeah. And sometimes it's Bigfoot. It's <laughs> to the power of thought for sure. Right. It sure does. <laughs> David, what's your over under? I, I still, um, I'm still unclear myself personally. I'm not saying this is part of the, any fault of the concept, but, uh, uh I'm still unclear as to whether or not tulpas can be can be or become physical mm-hmm. uh, because it sounds like they're pretty ethereal in nature. And therefore I have a hard time linking it with something like a uh, Bigfoot where we do find tracks or hair samples or whatever that they say they find. That's the only, that's the only thing for me is that I, I don't know if, if they're ethereal or physical. Um, and so just because they're ethereal doesn't mean they're ghosts, though. I think that's a, a separate concept as well. Um, so I have a I have a hard time thinking these are anything other than people who just want attention or um, either hallucinations or something that someone thinks they might have saw. Like a, a, a mis di- uh, misrepresenting something. You know, I saw a bear. Sure. And I thought it was Bigfoot. Yeah, it could. It doesn't have to be maliciously done right. or you know. Absolutely. Um, the mind is a crazy thing. Literally, you know, it's uh, it's interesting how it works, and we tend to fill in the blanks of the things that we don't understand. Uh-huh. Um, well, what I mean by that is even when, like, you look to your sign, like, did I just see a gorilla? Like, no, it's a black sign. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I know that sounds silly, but that's something you do. And that's what yep. your mind does. Well, then people go, I know what I saw. Fuck, I don't know what I saw. And I'm looking at a screen right now. This might not even be here. I don't know. You well, know? a lot of people know what they think they saw. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's an important <laughs> distinction. Uh, and it's also fighting words for a lot of people. Oh, <laughs> you know? it sure so, is. I don't know. More importantly, we, we got to get to the expert's opinion. What do you guys think? Well, you can let us know for a few ways. You can send us smoke signals. We're still looking for those um, outside every day from 3 to 4 p.m., so keep that in mind. Uh, tweet to us at Astera51Pod, Facebook.com slash Astera51Pod. That's our regular page. Or uh, just go to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Also, give us a voicemail. We just did a voicemail episode, 773 773- Six six nine seven two seven seven again seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven or hop on hysteria fifty one dot com and you can click the microphone on there leave us a message and you can also find links to everything else including of course this episode because of the amazing Lauren thank you so much for Woo! number one uh, participating in the contest winning the contest and then being an awesome guest thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was super fun. Well, it's time to update your resume is what we're saying, because this is well, big. This definitely. is very important for you. So, you know, <laughs> I think I think that's going to go top top of the line there. <laughs> Headliner of the resume. Do I put, yeah. it put that on our own resumes or after my degrees? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Thank you so much. Was it everything you hope for and more? Or uh, And you better say yes. You wow. say yes. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. He's a glutton uh, for punishment here. <laughs> I was like, do I answer this one? No, it was excellent. <laughs> this was so fun. Thank you guys so much. No, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for coming yeah, in and you. having an awesome topic for us to talk about. And uh, it's I, these ones frustrate me because I'm like, now I don't even know. 
I know less than I felt like I knew when it coming in. You know what I mean? I but that's a fun like thing. The, the age old, it depends answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ask your mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. Uh, well, again, Lauren, thank you so much. And everyone, with that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. I've been Lauren. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park